welcome to the Illuminate Your Essence podcast, where we cut through the distractions, programs, and stories that have created chaos in your life and discover the truth, bliss, and joy that exists beyond the external clutter and resides within. Welcome back to Illuminate Your Essence podcast. My name is Wendy Bunnell. Today, we're going to talk about something that has really been surfacing and resonating within my own heart. And so many others are reaching out for understanding and advice from me. And that is the joy of slowing down, the joy of just being present and having mindfulness and being in the moment. How do we do that when the the external world is so noisy and there's so many things pulling at our attention at all times. How do we go there? How do we embody that? How do we become that? And I'm going to just kind of start that uh, with the fact too, that this particular principle has most likely been the most profound in my healing and my learning. Um, It has impacted every part of my being, whether it's my physical wellness or my emotional health, my mental health, my spirituality, and my relationships. And I want to offer you some different ways of looking at things so that you can perhaps step into more peace, more clarity, more joy, more love, more now, more this moment. First of all, how many of you out there feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and frustrated on a regular How many of you feel like you are on this hamster wheel of life and you don't know how to get off and you don't know what it would be like, and you don't even know if it's possible. Is it even possible to have a life that's not like this? Because in our brain space, we think we have to do everything that is on our list and that there's nothing non-negotiable, that everything has to be present. And so I'm going to just kind of describe my journey of how I got to the place where I am now. I was born into an incredible family and we were producers. We were doers. We were people who got things done and we weren't going to take this life for granted. We were going to make sure that every moment counted and we were adding value to this world. We were being, you know, we were impacting the world and, and the greater good of man by, by utilizing our, our, you know, this space that we take up with, with usefulness. And so I learned from a very, very young age that when I did something, I was instantly rewarded, right? Like, and because my love language is the words of affirmation, I drink it up. I love producing. And I discovered I was really good at getting things done. I got shiz done people. I did it. I was one of these people who could do things really quickly and with efficiency. And I loved that. And I still love that part of myself. Um, But at the time it was like, I am, I, I get to do this and I, you know, as a result, I, I get uh, words of affirmation. People see what I'm doing. They, they notice what I'm doing. I'm seen, I'm heard, and I think I'm understood. And that external validation for what I was doing and was, was very present in my life. And I got really good at it. 
So I lived life this way. Then I became an entrepreneur. Now, not only do I do things because I like the way that I feel, but now it is a basic primal need that I have to provide for my family. It's no longer just about me creating and doing things for praise and external validation. It's actually the way that I pay bills. It's the way that I provide for my family. And so I got into the hustle and the grind of life and I got things done again, 16, 18 hour days, got it done, was learning to create financial wealth and abundance. And that was exciting. So here I am going down this road to um, absolute burnout. Now, fast forward a few years into this, and I'm finding that, yeah, I'm learning to create financial abundance, but I feel no passion. I feel no excitement. I don't feel like I'm really living in my purpose. So I really get grounded and I think, okay, what is my spiritual gift? Well, my spiritual gift is the gift of communication, whether it's written or with words and presenting, podcasting, whatever it is, this is my zone of genius. So I'm going to utilize that in order to show God that I am utilizing my spiritual gift for the greater, greater good of man. And I'm going to go start speaking on stages, doing podcasts, creating all of these things. And that was beautiful, but I was doing it in this hustle frenzy action. I wanted to prove my way to heaven. I want to prove to God that I was this good girl that was listening and, and making sure that I was helping others through this gift that he had given to me, but there was no trust in that. There was no flow in that. There was just this push energy and proving energy and validating my existence by everything else around me. And right about that time was when I was absolutely pushed down on my, my bottom. Like I, I I just want to say I was, I was knocked on my ass. (laughs) That's when all these mystery symptoms started to happen in my, in my life. Every day I would wake up with something new, some sort of new, a diagnosis, couldn't always find it on scans or tests or whatever. And the doctors would go, well, we, it's not like we don't think there's something wrong, but we can't find it on a test and started to feel like I was a hypochondriac. I was making it all up in my mind. And yet my body was telling me that that was not the case. And I started feeling um, the symptoms from vertigo, brain fog, Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, chronic cystitis, chronic UTIs, SIBO, digestive issues. I was a freaking mess. I was barely existing at one point in my life. And I recall a moment in this process where I also struggled with insomnia. I could not, could not sleep, could not sleep. One night, two o'clock in the morning, wasn't sleeping as normal. And my body said, run, you got to run. I'm like, run. Well, I can't run outside because the police would probably pull me over and, you know, stop me and go, ma'am, what is going on? So I decided to run in my backyard and I ran laps, laps, laps. It was a June day. I could do this. The moon's out. The stars are out. um, And I'm running. I have no idea how long I ran, but I ran until my lungs would not work anymore. And I collapsed in a heap and I'm looking up at the full moon. And I say to myself, I'm living a nightmare. 
that I can't wake up from. And I was so mad at God. Here I am doing this beautiful thing. I'm producing these interfaith women's conferences that are pulling together women of all faith and backgrounds, Muslim, Catholic, non-denominational, spiritual-based, and I'm allowing them to see the similarities instead of the differences, and it's working, and people are coming, and people are relishing in this experience. Like, why are you punishing me? But I remembered through this whole process, all I wanted was that connection. I wanted clarity. I wanted peace. I wanted, I wanted this. I wanted rest. You guys, I wanted rest. I wanted rest. And I felt like if I was climbing my way to heaven by doing all these things, I would get there. Because I was a doer. I was a producer. That's what I did. I found solutions. And it wasn't until I completely surrendered and said, I surrender. I surrendered because I knew in my heart I was dying. I was dying. My body showed all this. I was losing a tremendous amount of weight every single day. And normally I would be very ecstatic about that process, but I knew in my heart that wasn't a healthy weight loss. Like it was happening fast and furious. And I was getting to the point where I couldn't get out of bed most days and I could barely get to the, to the mailbox. And I finally surrendered and said, God, I trust, I trust you. I trust that if this is the end of my days, that I had a beautiful existence. I experienced so many things. I have so many close relationships. I have family that loves me. I love my family. I have children. I have a husband. I have all these things to live for. Thank you. I surrender. But I feel in my heart that there's more, there's more out there. There's, there's more for me to do. There's more for me to experience still focused on the doing, right? And I said, please, I finally asked the right question. If there's something inside of me, that's making me sick, please help me find it. Please help me discover. Thought it was cancer or tumor or something. Within a few days, I actually discovered the answer. And that was the physical root of my issues. It was the start of my healing. I really thought when I got my breast implants out that it would be the magic pill. It would be the thing that would just radically change everything. And all of a sudden I would start feeling better and I could go back to doing. But I also knew in my heart after I got the download, I said, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, I'm asking you to stop doing. That's what I'm asking you to do. That's what your body's been telling you all along is to stop doing and start being. And I promised him that I would do that if I could reclaim my health. If I could reclaim my life, I would do that. So I started to heal and I started to move forward and I got my breast implants out. But that led to this beautiful discovery of going back to traumas that I hadn't processed, helping with my sexual trauma, helping with the traumas and the ways that I perceived life, the programs, the stories, beliefs that held me into this shame, guilt, and blame place in my life that I needed to show my value outside of myself when really all I needed to do was come back to myself because God was in me and I was in God. Christ was in me. I was in Christ. I, I, I needed to, I needed to literally be 
shoved down in order for me to surrender and start renewing, realigning, becoming, remembering that I was never broken, that I was always hold. It was just the layers of shame, the layers of stories that were hiding me from the true version of myself. I couldn't connect with myself. So therefore, how was I connecting with other people? How was I connecting to the divine? So I'm so incredibly grateful for that moment. And it got to the point where let's fast forward a teeny bit more because there's always more opportunities when we're in this tornado that we, that we start to observe and become aware of the madness of the way that we're doing things. It's not like they go away immediately. It's that they come back a little by little, but we're getting higher in the tornado. So we're not visiting them as often. And I got to revisit this just last year. In fact, when real estate got really busy, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have several businesses and here I am presented with the opportunity to make massive abundance. And there's 50 to a hundred buyers all begging me for my time. And, and it's exciting. And, and, and yet I'm back in the rat race and June of this last year, I finally stood up in a crowded room and declared that I was choosing me. I was choosing me over abundance in terms of wealth. And that wasn't even abundance. That was just money. Abundance is the overflow of everything. I was not overflowing with anything except for money. I was not overflowing with excitement and passion and purpose and clarity and calm. My nervous system was starting to get fried again. And I finally stood up and I started to see the autoimmune stuff starting to creep back in. And I said, I choose me. I choose, even if I have to give everything up in order to choose me, I will do it because I am that important. And that's when things started to shift. Everything started to shift because I surrendered to the flow of life. I surrendered to the not doing, and I surrendered to listening to that voice on a continual basis, not just sometimes, but all the time. So how do we do this? And how do we morph into this? Could you do it without being shoved on your ass? Like I did. And my answer is absolutely. I actually said this exact series of, of dialogue in a, a room full of homeschool moms last Friday. And one woman with tears streaming down her face came up to me right afterwards and said, how do I end this madness? I see it. I'm aware. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. I don't like the way I'm living and I don't know how to do it any different. So how do I start? And I don't want my kids to have this life. And how do I end the cycle of abuse for them? And I said, start with that. You are aware now. You are aware that there is something different. Could you start with that? And she says, I'm so mad at myself for doing it this way. I see what you're saying and it's resonating with me and it's, it's burning in my heart. And I went back and I said, could you love yourself through this? Could you forgive and have radical compassion that you only did what you knew? And now, you know, different, and you're aware that there's something different. Could you love yourself through that process? Could you allow yourself to start unpeeling the layer by layer by layer 
and being grateful to, for the process and the experience that you've had and understanding that you created all this and now you can create something different. But we also have to uncreate the destruction. We got to clean it up. It's like going into a home that has been, is like a hoarder's house. And we've hoarded all these to-dos and we've hoarded all the things that we think are so important. We've had to have them when we can't get rid of them. They have to be here. And we've got piles and piles and piles of stuff that mean nothing when you really look at it, but we thought they meant something. So we hoarded them. We got to clear the clutter before we can clean it and have this bright, shiny, peaceful, restful, beautiful space of truth and love and light. So we start with that. We start cleaning the clutter. So look at your to-do list. Look at the things that you think you have to do every single day and start with the things that you're like, well, we have to do this. We have to eat. We have to have a, we have to go shopping. We have to clean a home. We, I mean, there's some things that at the beginning, we won't look at because these are our Maslow's hierarchy of needs and they're at the very bottom and there's nothing we can do to see outside of that scope. So we start there. We start with the things that are outside of that list. You know, maybe, maybe we volunteer for five different things and we start to look at the volunteering and well, we're serving, we're doing something good. We want to be of value. We want to serve and, and we find joy in that service. Do we really find joy in that service? Be truthful and honest with yourself. It's okay. You're not a bad person if you don't find it. Maybe you're not serving in the right capacity. Maybe you're serving because you feel it's an obligation and you need to do that. Maybe it's at your very own religious services. Maybe it's in your church and you say, I have to, it's my, I want to show God that I love him. But are you doing it at the expense of your soul and your salvation because you have to do everything for yourself and you have not, since you have avoided this inner beautiful voice that's been encouraging you to start seeing the madness? Are you worried more about worshiping the acceptance of man than you are the acceptance of God, the acceptance of you? And you don't have to call it God, call it divine universe, you know, flow of love, whatever you want to call it. But there is a force outside of us that's bigger than ourselves. And I think most of us agree with that. So call it what you want. But the bottom line is, are you worshiping things that are outside of you that really aren't providing you with that sustenance and that aliveness and, and with your spiritual spirituality, but we, we do it because we think that it is for our spirituality. Does that make sense? Are we worried about our acceptance? And what we do when we start looking at each one of these things and we dissect them and we start to under, we start to understand the meaning of those things. Most of the time it comes to, we want acceptance. We want to feel valued. We want to know we're okay. We want to know we're worthy. We want to know we're good enough. Even if that's our own children, we get them in five different things and we start to wonder why. Why do we need to have them on five different things? Well, we want them to be well-rounded. Well-rounded for what? Well, we want them to have all of the skills necessary to be a successful adult. Well, what does a successful adult look like? Well, it's someone who goes to college and then gets a good job. 
and then makes money and has a family, you know, are we prescribing to the systems of what we always thought would make us happy? And is that making us happy? Or are we trying to create happiness with everything around us? Well, if my kid is happy, I'm happy. Well, mom and dad, if you're not happy, how do you teach happy? If you don't feel show, if you don't feel peace, how do you share peace with someone? Let's really dissect the madness of what we're creating. It's utter madness. And understanding and allowing ourselves to think outside that box for once. Most of us have nervous systems that are completely fried. So whenever I'm working with my mastermind students that want to create more balance and more happiness and continue the financial abundance that they've gotten really good at is we need to feel safe and we need to stop the trauma responses. We need to stop the safety programs. And most of those are, most of us are doing ourselves into the ground. We are killing ourselves and burning ourselves out with all the things we think we have to do. And we're teaching it our, to our kids. Now we're saying you have to do also, and not only do you have to do what mama did, but I didn't do it well enough. So you've got to do more and they're tired, overwhelmed, and exhausted. Do you understand why we have so much anxiety? Do you understand why we have so much depression? We are creating it. It's time to come home. It's time to come home. And if you're listening to this and you're like, there's truth. Oh man, there's truth in that. Start to dissect your to-do list. Start with crossing off one thing that you used to think was non-negotiable. And now you can go, hmm, I created this and I want to create something different. And I want to come back home. We're always racing and chasing something to get to somewhere. What if you just stood still and knew that the destination was always right here to begin with. Hmm. Yeah, that feels good. So we look at our to-do list and we start to dissect and we start to create a different way of being and a different way of showing up. And we don't do it all at once. We do it with one thing. We're aware that might be good enough for right now. When we love ourselves through that awareness, we start to look at our to-do list and we start to cross off the things that are just ridiculous. And we start to look at the things that, you know, later on, like, well, yeah, we got to feed our family, but do we have to feed our family that way? Could we look outside the box and do something different? Um, I'm looking at opportunities for someone to prepare my meals. I don't have the resources to have a live-in chef, but I do have the resources to have someone prepare my meals, good, healthy meals and have them readily available. Or there's beautiful options from Costco or other places or box meals that come to me, like thinking outside the box. And if we don't have those resources, how could we get more help and assistance through those things? When we get out of our nervous system and fight and flight and binary thinking, we can actually look towards those things and see the opportunities and the options out there that are staring us in the face. We can't see them because we're so stuck on doing and we're so in the motion of doing, we can't hear it. And the next thing is doing something that will slow you down, fill you up. I don't care what it is. Take a bubble bath, go hiking, take a nap. Do whatever you need to do. And you say, I don't have the time or the ability. There's no way. 
What if there was a way? What more is there that you're not thinking? What more is there that you're not discovering? What more is there? And then we're working on our nervous system. Along the way that we're doing these nervous system things, we're looking at our vagus nerve, that beautiful nerve that is in charge of our parasympathetic rest and digest uh, state of being that goes from our brain down to our gut. And we start to work on that. We start to heal it because our doing has killed our nervous system. It has just shot it. And so we can't be calm in our brain space. And then we've got this digital platform at our hands that distracts us, numbs and avoids us from life. And we're getting stimuli at a pace that our, our systems weren't designed to handle. So we start to look at our vagus nerve and vagal toning, look it up on YouTube, start to look at eye yoga, start to look at different ways that we can reset our nervous system. I'm going to show you one thing that's really super simple. I'm going to give you this one, one thing that has radically changed my life and I haven't done it today. So I'm going to do it. I normally do it first thing in the morning, first thing at night, and it has changed my life. And I do this. This is one of the first things I teach my mastermind students. So you're basically going to take your hands. Those of you that can't see me, I'm interlacing my fingers and I'm putting it right behind my head and I've got my elbows out on either side of my ears and my chin is facing forward and I'm going to take my eyes and I'm going to look all the way to the right and I'm going to stay there usually at the beginning, maybe 30 to 60 seconds. But as you get really, really good at it, you will notice a shift like a yawn or your vision kind of changes. And then we go to the left, right? You might think this looks absolutely insane and it's just too easy of something to do, but what it does is it tones that vagus nerve and allows our brain and our heart to communicate to each other again. Don't be surprised if you do this on a regular and all of a sudden you start feeling spontaneous joy, spontaneous peace, spontaneous love. Our world's going to change. When we all invite ourselves to slow down and to become and to be, I hope that this discussion was helpful. You got one tool, check out the YouTube version of this. If you want to actually see what I just did, it's super, super simple. Don't beat yourself up over it. If you don't see, feel the shift right away. And sometimes it takes 60 seconds to two minutes. And it might even be hard for you to do at first. You might be like, oh, I can't do it. So you exercise and you allow yourself radical forgiveness and compassion as you start to practice that. My friends, this will change your life. This will bring you back home. This will change everything. I offer this as a gift to you. This beautiful, fine new year's January, 2023. Let's change the way we show up in this world. Let's change the way that we flow in life and surrender to this beautiful flow of life that absolutely has our backs at all time. If you love this discussion, I invite you to check out something that is really magical and special that you, myself and Angel Lynn and a, and a host of people are, are putting together called Yin on Fire. It originally, we were going to call it burning woman and it has morphed into something just so sacred and special and its own unique flavor, yin on fire, go to the website, yin on fire, Y I N on fire.com. It's going to explain everything.
going to have a little video. You can check it out. You can look at the Q&As and, and discover a four-day, three-night, very, very affordable. It's for all. It's for men and women. It's for adults only. And it is this a collective healing experience. We're going to heal together. We're going to allow ourselves to illuminate that beautiful essence inside of us that has just been waiting there and has been silently just encouraging us to start to listen to it. If you felt like this was a powerful episode, share, share away, subscribe, share, like, allow other people to have it. Come be with me, you know, I'm fire. If you want to learn more about masterminds, I have another one happening in the middle of February. I only take eight students at any point. And um, we visit for a minute to see if we are a good fit for each other. So there's, there's beautiful exchange of, of, of energy. And that's then that space that we share with my mastermind students. So it's gotta be a really, really beautiful fit for both of us. With that being said, thank you for listening to this episode. Let's continue the deep dive, the discussion and the dialogue on next week's illuminate your essence podcast. Satnam. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I invite you to continue the dialogue, the discovery, and the deep dive on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Also on my website, feel free to download your free copy of the five steps to discovering your inner voice and begin your journey of discovering the truth within today.